was a level headed dancer on the road to alcohol. And I was just a soldier on my way to Montreal. Well, she pressed her chest against me about the time the jukebox broke. What's up? Welcome into this special episode of From Here It's Potable. We're going to be doing a Red Raider rewatch. I like naming things, so uh, we're going to be rewatching and breaking down the 2019 Elite Eight game, Tech versus Gonzaga. And I've got two very special guests joining me, the Red Raider basketball broadcast team, Jeff Haxon and Chris Level. They share some really cool stories and memories from that whole tournament. Uh, as well as some cool insights into the game itself. So if you haven't seen the game in a while and you want to re-watch it before you listen to this, the whole thing is on YouTube. Or if you just want to dive right in, that's good too. Either way, here we go. All right, here we go. We are going to break down uh, the 2019 Elite Eight game where... Tech beat Gonzaga, and I could not have two better people to join me than the Texas Tech basketball broadcast crew, Jeff Haxton and Chris Level. How's it going, guys? Gentlemen, how we doing? What's up, Level? We're, we're in, the, <laughs> in the same town. We'll do a little telecommuting here. Taylor, yeah. thanks, for, uh, thanks for rounding us up to discuss, no doubt, a really good time. Oh yeah, no, I'm excited. Anaheim, California. I will never, uh, never forget that. Uh, what was it, hacks? So were we there five days? <laughs> it was a good while. Yeah, I think five days. We by the time we'd already won. By the time Texas Tech won, because <laughs> we went to Disneyland and In and Out and just had uh, a great time. Even before we rolled up there for the Final Four uh, qualifying game. Nice. Fast pass uh, is the way to go on the uh, and, and you got to make sure you know what you're doing at Disneyland. Taylor, we, level, we rocked it. I don't know if he'll he probably won't brag on himself. But, uh, <laughs> level is a Disneyland aficionado is a decent uh, word, but it doesn't quite capture it. He knows all about it. It's unbelievable. Wow. This man's knowledge on is it on experience or and I was research just happy to tag along. <laughs> is it experience? He just knows all the ins and outs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, all, all the above. I mean, mainly was a was a Disney World kind of uh, expert because we had gone the summer before, so I knew all uh, the tricks yeah. and how to work the system a little bit and how to maximize your. We were all about efficiency because we were I don't know hacks. We were only there for what I don't know four, five, six hours, but we we we, we packed in a lot in that uh, one afternoon. But yeah, it was. I think we showed up in Anaheim on a Tuesday, and we left late Sunday and then you come home and it's just pandemonium back at the arena. And and the game we're about to talk about is funny because the, the, those second games in these tournament settings, it, it's a whirlwind because you, you get back to the hotel after you beat Michigan and it's like you just not, not a whole lot of time to soak it in and enjoy it and, and, and understand what's about to happen. And no time. Yeah. yeah, and and they're already they're already showing them stuff like uh, I, I I had a I had some help here. I'll just a little look behind the scenes, but like <laughs> you know, like you is that backwards? I don't know. No, it's it's no, right. It's, it's, okay, yeah. yeah, it's backwards to me. But like <laughs> like it, it you start breaking down personnel, and it's like okay, forget everything you knew about Michigan. Here's a whole new group of players. Here's what they do, and you got like I don't know what what do you figure hacks thirty six hours at the very at the very most to try to teach them probably a little less than that yeah yeah so 
and then you you factor in you got to rest them you got to you know let, let them you know I'm, i don't know it's just it's a lot to try to it, it's it's high anxiety but boy it's fun adrenaline yeah. rush like no other and taylor we were staying in one of the disneyland properties it was just off the main property and it was a weird place man it had all kinds of disney sayings on the walls as you would go down the hallways and it was really a labyrinth and it took you a while to get used to it remember it, it kind of felt like an old las vegas hotel level and i shared a room it, it did have big beds and a big room but it was really old and it kind of felt like a, almost a, a haunted mansion you know they have that right there yeah oh yeah so uh, it was easy to i think to keep the guys kind of contained because a lot of them might not have been able to find their way out of the hotel so um they were they were ready and locked in and levels right it was such a quick turnaround and really a blur of um a couple days but um i i said dreams come true today when the red raiders qualified for the final four right and a lot of that was based on the disneyland feel that we had you know yeah. that's kind of a dream making place and a lot of families, their dream is to take their kids to a Disney place. And that's kind of what um, I attach to that because dreams certainly did come true. Happy yeah. place on earth. Yeah. <laughs> Especially after that game. Y'all were like the bubble before the bubble. That's what I kept thinking of when you were, just, when you were describing that. It was like the, what the NBA players are saying. Absolutely. All right. Well, yeah, that's, and that's, that was a good way to start because I wanted to kind of get some context because it's been a while since, you know, We've, it's a lot of things have happened since this game. So, um, you know, like you mentioned, we had just beat Michigan. Uh, but, you know, before that, it was Buffalo and then Northern Kentucky. And what, what were y'all's thoughts as, as those games kind of piled up and we started moving towards the, the uh, Gonzaga matchup? Excuse my language here, but my, my thoughts were you'd beaten the shit out of everybody <laughs> to that point. That, that's the surprising part. Yeah, it, it wasn't. None of those games were close. Yeah, I mean, none of those games were close, and that was really the storyline. I mean, you hammered Northern Kentucky, you absolutely embarrassed Buffalo, and then and you really, I mean, John Beeline hasn't coached another college game since. I mean, he he was like, you know what, I've had enough of this. I mean, you know, uh, and, and I thought, I thought, I, don't, I can't remember what the spread was, but I mean, you you were your dog. Uh-oh, All right, dog? yeah, that's my dog. Oh, uh, there you go. I I, I, uh, well, well, I was just it, saying you were an underdog. Well, or, or maybe that's a street dog in the background. I'm not really yeah. sure. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but but that's the that was the storyline leading into to that Gonzaga game is that you had just absolutely hammered every team, and you're not supposed to do that in an NCAA tournament. You know that that's yeah. the that was really the what we kind of and I don't again, easy. Yeah, and I don't think we're really appreciating it at the time. We're just like, okay, no way you can keep this going, and that would be. Obviously, the Gonzaga win and the Michigan State win; th- those would be very, very close and, and and hotly contested until the last couple of minutes. Or, or in, in, the, in this game that we're about to talk about, I mean, it was. I mean, Gonzaga cuts it to two a couple of times uh, there in the last thirty seconds um, to, to to really kind of go. Oh, if you don't make your free throws, this thing could get interesting. Hey, level also. Michigan gets one three pointer. And that was in mop-up time. Remember, at that point, we were kind of laughing our way to the Elite Eight, which is seems nuts. But a team that I think thought we're the Big Ten bully, we're the bad guys on the block. Found out who the bad guys on the block were. 
Yeah, the, the Big Ten has not fared well against Chris Beard's Red Raiders. Yeah, <laughs> no. the Big Ten, I mean, that, that's just a blanket statement. Just it's been weird how you kind of match up against some of these teams in the last several years. I mean, obviously Iowa beat you in Vegas last year, but uh, other than that, I mean, you, you've really had had some success against the Big Ten in tournament formats and otherwise. But, uh, um, yeah, yeah it, it's just there's so many storylines, though, out of this game. I mean, because, like, one of the things I, I, I was thinking about big picture-wise – is think about this. Think about how much Chris Beard's price tag goes up after this win, because he you're in the middle of a negotiation. Everybody kind of agreed to let let's step back, let's not really do anything in the middle of the, of this. Let's let the season end. But I mean, with each win, the the, the price tag just goes up and up. Right. And, and Coach Beard's agent, um, Brett Just, was was uh, there for all these games. I thought about two. Uh, the, the rapper that was there on Sunday, Nipsey Hussle, uh, who had a kind of a relationship with Brandon uh, Francis and his family and unfortunately lost his life, I think, of the next day. Um, it, it just, just you know, so, so many things. And watching Chris get really emotional on that ladder, I mean, breaking down, if we're being honest, to the point where you're thinking, you know, I mean, you know, back to the Disney part of it, dreams do come true, I guess. Yeah. And I had forgotten that uh, Davide's family had come to visit him. They showed Surprised that on the broadcast. Him. That was cool. Absolutely. And, and really – oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, and then that's – is that not his um, – I mean, he had some other big moments, but those those threes under four minutes yep. within two minutes of each other, I mean, is that not kind of the – the lasting, like, iconic moment you have from him in, in, in the signature moment? Because, I mean, I don't want to say he won the game, but he kind of put the game away or put the put the game in a position for you to to win it with those just ice in his veins threes with just under four minutes, I think just under two minutes left in, the, in that game to, to really allow you to manage the game down the stretch. Yeah, he was always there. He was always a factor, but not where you could point to him and say, if we don't have him – and there were games you could say that, but it, that one's like, you know, if he doesn't step up like that, then who knows what happens. So I think that is the image that I'll have of him. And, you know, Davide was, uh, he's a great story in himself. You know, I was there the first day that he was on campus at a buck 50. And I think he was eating some cereal and looked like a frightened child, which I don't blame him. Sitting there in an office in a, in a foreign country for him about to, go on a journey that not even him could probably forecast what that journey looked like a trip to the elite eight and then a trip all the way to the national championship game him being such a big deal uh, in everything your best free throw shooter and on and on and on with Davide so hey a level we could have him back too but uh, he made a different choice <laughs> and uh, I applaud him for for his decision but uh, one more year of eligibility and, and the maestro left us but he left us with such such a great legacy and such great feelings and I hope people uh, just appreciate what he did to get us to what we're talking about today absolutely and that's why when he was trying to dribble out the clock and wanted to be the one that got fouled and you know he got the kick ball and I was just like no anybody but Davide just hit those two threes and you know luckily it turned out all right but it had me freaking out even on the rewatch a little bit <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I was going to look at kind of Gonzaga because Lovell, you mentioned it, you know, we kind of kicked the shit out of everybody. So did Gonzaga. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they, you know, they beat Farley Dickinson. I don't even know what that is. Uh, you know, then they beat Baylor and, and they put it on Florida state too. So, I mean, it's, 
coming into this game, it's two guys, two, two teams that have just rolled through. And I couldn't find anybody who picked Tech, though. I mean, nobody ESPN, did. Yeah, ESPN gave Gonzaga a seventy-three point five percent chance to win. That's they straight were... disrespectful, though. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and if, if, you know, if, if you rewatch this, it's pretty clear that you know uh, Reggie Miller and, and I forgot the uh, uh, the other color analyst, but but they they were just kind of waiting for Gonzaga to kind of run away from yep. you a little bit, and yep. and and. Understandably so. I mean, Gonzaga had just been pushing, 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 and this was going to be their year. Yeah, yeah. and they're yeah. they're they were loaded. I mean, that's as a, an athletic of a roster as you'll ever see, especially in transition. They were that was Tech's biggest concern going into that game. Is just if you go down and you turn it over and make a mistake and don't get back, it, it's two or three like guaranteed. And I think they ended up with like nineteen fast break points. Did did Gonzaga? But I mean, Josh Perkins and, and Hachimura and Brandon Clark. I mean, Rui. yeah, it, it, lottery pick. Um, that, that's what it says on the sheet, uh, you know, in big red letters on, on the sheet that I have for Rui Hachimura is like a lottery pick. I mean, it tells you all you need to know. Can't put it any more blunt than that. No. no. And, and they were, you know, like Clark and, and Hachimura were basically like, these are Chris Beard type guys because they yeah. were like, what, what, what position do they play? I mean, they're. They're just tall, athletic. Right. Yeah, exactly. Can can step out, can hammer you inside, and you know the the uh, the the iconic Tariq moment with the block shot and the save at the very end, and and you forget he has three blocks in that game, but you forget Brandon Clark. I think was the 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 nation's leading yeah. shot blocker at the time. He was. So you have two of the best shot blockers in college basketball, but but it was. It was the one that wasn't leading the country that, that whose block shot kind of is one memory that everybody has from that one because he saves the ball and just and all the all the Gonzaga bench trying to point at the sideline. Maybe you get one over there. Who knows? But uh, um, that shows you how crazy that moment was. Number one, nobody expected him to block it from where he was right. on who it was shot by, and then number two. I think he left everybody so dumbfounded that he blocked the ball that they didn't follow the play, the rest of the play. Yeah. And, you know, it gets really crazy, even in a, in a neutral arena. That was a Gonzaga arena. Uh, the Tech fans were there in force, don't get me wrong, but it's in Anaheim. And it was such a stellar play. I don't think anybody cared after he made the block. It was like, damn, he blocked that shot. Oh, my gosh. You know, and then they didn't follow the rest of it. So I don't blame anybody in that one. You know, I think – that was a that was going to be a really tough call. I, my my analogy or comparison to that Gonzaga team level is like Seabiscuit. <clears throat> you know, I they were such thoroughbreds, and this offensive machine that it was that it was built that as it should have been offense against defense. But it was clear they hadn't seen any kind of defense like Texas Tech provided. And I don't the, the Michigan game should have given them warning that they were about to be in a fist fight. And yep. Tech was tougher and won the fist fight. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, I couldn't find one article picking Tech. I mean, it looked – Gonzaga was a four- or five-point favorite depending on where you looked. I mean, it was like, all right, well, here's and another step been. for – Yeah, and here's another step for Gonzaga. I mean, Brandon Clark and Rui Hachimura, they're going to be on the all-NBA first-team rookie team. I mean, they're, they're legitimate studs. And, I mean, we saw what the Tech defense did. So, any other context before we get into the categories? 
Yeah, you're, uh, you're, I, I bet I didn't do my homework well enough because I remember you had a long list of uh, a long <laughs> list of categories. I'm just like kind of tossing stuff out as I think about it. I, I will I will tell you too. I don't know. Um, Haxton probably won't brag on himself here, but if there's some sort of category for like behind the scenes MVP, we, we had uh, you know uh, I don't know an interesting time trying to broadcast these two games because there were major internet issues. Uh, we realized this in the game versus Michigan and yep. Adam Morrison and the, the Gonzaga play-by-play guy right next to us finishing up the Florida state game and their internet is just going out. And so they're going off the air and here they're about to punch their ticket to the, to the elite eight and the internet, like on the whole press row just keeps going off. Yeah. Taylor, it even got the CBS guys. They got knocked wow. off. Yeah. Well, I didn't and realize. So, yeah. Oh, and, and you're thinking this is the the pond. This is a major, you know, they have an NHL team. This is a this is a major city. And, and like, how in the world can the internet be good? But it, but it kept happening. And uh, we got through Michigan level with one drop, which I still don't know how. And that happened in the pregame show, so we were okay. Where we yeah, got what, cut off. Somehow we made it through. So Taylor, our thought process is. The arena folks have seen Gonzaga go down, Florida State go down, <laughs> right. CBS go down. We went down for a, a brief moment. They'll have it fixed. They told us they had it fixed. They did not have it fixed. And so uh, it, it's one of my, um, I don't know, level. I really regret it because we didn't get to share that moment the way that we should have. Because what we had to end up doing, Taylor, the, the, the Gonzaga guys, they phoned it in. Oh, they had – calling it on your cell phone. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, I'm talking about quit. The Gonzaga oh. guys quit. <laughs> oh, yeah. They had the, their producers in Winston-Salem call it from the studio. Yeah. But wow. what I did in my desperation was pick up a cell phone. And so the last five minutes are on a cell phone. And if I had a chance, I'd hand it over the level. We're, we're, we're just – that and it, and the place is going nuts. You can't really right. hear. You can't hear anything. And and I remember, I remember vividly Haxton like he gets so frustrated, he pounds the table, and Reggie Miller is like to to, to our left, and Reggie Miller looks down, and I just was like, "Hey man, what, what, what do you? Yeah, what, what what do you want from us? You know, that, we're, we're I scared country. Reggie Miller. Yeah, we're both country come to town here, and so we're we're just trying to do the best we can, man. So when did that uh, happen? But, in the oh, game? in the last five minutes of the Gonzaga, oh, four minutes okay. left. Yeah, I didn't know how minutes, much like, time. Like you, you're punching. You're about to punch your ticket, and it's wow. like, and and it's, it's. Uh, we're, we're there All to broadcast the game, and we can't really do what we're there to do. It was just kind of a weird dynamic because the internet would go down, and nobody's there to, to help you. But that uh, bastard you know. that wouldn't fix it. I mean, I just, <laughs> I tell you what. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I laid into him, and I. That's not my style, but damn it, again, who knows if you'll ever be in that position again. You want it to be right. You can't talk. I'm on a cell phone. So they're in that celebration where Davide's jumping around with the guys. Yeah. You see my dumb ass back there on a cell phone, and I'm like, <laughs> welcome to the show, I guess. you know. And we, listen, Level and I, at that point, that was our third year together. Level, we'd never been off the air together. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Wow. So there's some context for you. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> yeah I like it. <laughs> wow, that's – yeah, I had no idea. So you did a good job, obviously, because I – Tried, like I said, yeah, we all tried <laughs> the best we could. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, like you said, there were, I did have some pretty 
interesting category. So we can just take these where they go. So I'll okay. start and, and y'all just go as you go. But the, the first thing that I thought was uh, interesting was the most rewatchable sequence. So you're, re- you're rewatching and you're, you're thinking, man, I, I enjoyed, especially on a rewatch, knowing the result, I enjoyed watching these couple minutes or these couple baskets or whatever. So do y'all have anything in particular in mind? I mean, it has to be the Tariq uh, block and save because yeah. uh, I, I would say, you know, anytime you have an iconic like play in, in a game of that magnitude that ends up on the one shining moment video at the end of the tournament, hard to, you know, it, it's really hard to, um, you know, match that. You know, I don't know what other like moment or sequence would really, you know, because it, it was so clutch. And it was just such a good play, whether he was out of bounds or not, it doesn't matter. But it, it just like the, the athleticism, the wherewithal to be able to pull that off. And it was just funny because, I mean, and yeah, so I'll, I'll just leave it there. But yeah, that, that, that's yeah, my thought anyway. That's clearly it. And Taylor, when when something like. Oh, did we? Did, yeah. Okay. Sounds good to me. Okay. Um, when something like that happens with what we were going through, I don't remember hardly anything um, yeah. for the last five minutes because it was survival mode. It was, um, you know, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big responsibility you're holding up to your fan base. So uh, I do remember, though, uh, out, of, out of that last five minutes, I remember the Tariq block, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, the only other thing I could think of was the Davide threes could, yeah. could compete there. There was one that I wrote down in the first half that was about eight minutes, and it was kind of bang, 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 three, 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 and it was like, all right, we can play with these guys. Like, this is not going to be what everybody said. This is going to be a game. And that, like I said, it doesn't even rival those two moments, but it was just one of those, like, this is going to be a game. This is going to be good. Um, okay. So next category was what's aged the best. And so all this means is, from live when you're having all those issues <laughs> to rewatching it now, what did you rewatch? And you'd say, you know, like that's gotten better with time, moment, player, whatever. You just take it how you want. I mean, to me, it's it's Chris Beard on that ladder, cutting down the net. I mean, that that's the that's the takeaway because that really tells you all you need to know. You you see that picture, and and you see him kind of breaking up, and his daughters are right there, and and all that. But I just think that's the that, that that's the moment that you, you take away from Anaheim and that that's probably on somebody's office wall somewhere, probably a lot of places, but yeah, that, that picture right there just kind of sums the whole thing up. For me, the, um, little Nas X. <laughs> uh, yes. you did, I always love that because I think level and I have a leg up on most everybody on the planet because they hear that song and they associate it, they associate it with Texas Tech's basketball run we heard it on the bus leading up to <laughs> the arena or afterwards and saw the celebrations that stuff is not documented and we have the best shooters of video and editors in the world the guys like Matt Micah Tanner Fowler, I'd put these guys up, up anybody yeah. against the planet. But level, you and I know that moment when you're on the bus, that doesn't go out. We we just get to see that and and put that in our memory banks. But right. that's kind of the uh, uh, answer in jest. But seriously, uh, in my call, I talk about Chris Beard grabbing his three daughters. For Chris Beard to be as good as he is at what he does. The parenting 
he, he, he does it as best as he can, but there you got to see him. This is why we put in the sweat and the work. Come here, girls. And that kind of embrace as a family man, myself and level also, um, that's what stands out to me and what will never lose its strength. Yeah. You know, and this doesn't fit I don't know, one of your categories, but one of the that's memories I was, I was thinking about too was, I think this may have been like the day before the Michigan game hacks. I can't remember if you were there or not. And like, I saw, I saw just a little bit of this, but you know, Beard's trying to cut the tension a little bit, you know, and like trying to make sure that these kids are still having fun and the whole street dog thing had kind of come up, you know, re- recently. And, and that was, I think, it first introduced at, uh, at before the Iowa State game when you win the Big 12 championship. Well, so he has, all the, he has all the GAs and kind of assistant coaches go back in the tunnel before the team is going to come out on the shoot-around. So the team comes out. There's no really other coaches or anything there except for Beard, I think. And these guys all have their shirts off, and they all come – I mean – all the assistants, all the GAs, there, there's, I don't know, 12 to 15 people, whatever, managers, all that. They come running out with their shirts off, barking like dogs and and and, and all that stuff. And he was just, you know, Beer was just trying to get them to, hey, you know, like, it, it, we're, we're good here, man. Have some fun. Smile. This is supposed to be fun and kind of cut, cut the tension a little bit. So I do remember that in that, in that arena. But that was Street dogs first, running out there. That's right. One of the first days we, we got there. That's awesome. Yeah, that, those are both better answers. I put Kyler's hair. So I miss that. <laughs> yeah, he had a much different freshman hair. hair. Yeah, yeah, freshman, freshman hair haircut. always changes. It did with Jarrett Culver and it did with Kyler. Yeah. yeah. It, it's funny you say that, Taylor, because just to mention Kyler, because you, you, you go look at the box score of this game, and I think your your bench score outscores them like it's like fourteen to two or something. Yeah, and it was it was all Kyler and Francis. Yep. Yeah, because Tilly didn't do anything for them. Yeah, he was kind of coming back from that injury. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, so the, you know, Francis and Kyler hit some big shots in this game to kind of keep answering uh, oh, yeah. when when you were going tit for tat with them. And so I, I thought it was it's important that you mentioned the the, the does bench anybody guy. does anybody know the lead change number? They uh, kept showing it in the broadcast, but I didn't make note 12. of it. That's a that's a good ball game. Twelve lead changes, eleven ties. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and, and Gonzaga led by as many as four points was the biggest lead that they had, and then you would lead by as many as seven under a minute to go in the game. So and that if you look at that chart, you know that yeah. that runs up, it, it just dances, <laughs> it intertwines back and forth with one another, yeah. and it was it would put me in a situation it's like, okay, we're going to be okay. Oh man, they might run away. These guys are so good offensively, they might run away. Okay, we catch back. It's just, it was a pretty good little roller coaster. Absolutely. Well, and that kind of goes to, you know, the next category of the what's aged the worst, which for me is Reggie Miller's takes on our offense, on Tech's offense, because I couldn't count how many times when he was like, Tech can't play this way. They can't keep up with them. They can't play this way. And yet every time we were answering, answering, answering. That's the beauty of that team is I think uh, – and, and there are very few teams that can do this and pull this off, but they could play any way you wanted. And, and, and like, okay, we can do what we do, but we can also You're do right. what You're right. You're so right. Exactly. Better, better than – so you want, you want to slow it down and play half court? Okay. You want to run? Okay. You, you, do we need to lock you down in this game? Is that how we need to win it? I mean, there was, there was various ways where you could beat a team with that and, particular group. And your bench fit that also because yeah. – if you wanted to gallop a little bit, okay, we're going to stick B. Fran in there. We're going to we'll, we'll gallop with you and, and stick Corporu in there, and he'll he'll 
battle with you. Or if you want to fist fight, we got this guy named Norman Sodiase. We'll be good. And, and that was really, too, we haven't mentioned his name yet, but Mooney was so good in that game. I mean, yes. so good around the basket. Had, had five assists in that game. I mean, just, just so uh, good. And it, it was, you know, his obviously, you know, probably next – game was the best game of his tech career against Michigan State but I mean he, he, he was just so money uh, that that particular game there I mean, it was fun to watch him kind of just play his best basketball when it mattered most and like kind of dreams come true we're like okay I made the right decision to come to uh, to Texas Tech and it was all paying off right in front of our eyes yeah absolutely on well, that that was something that I thought about knowing the end result of the whole season was like we should have ran the offense through Mooney. I mean, like he was, he was so good in those last few games. It was like, we should have seen more of that, but you know, that's all retrospect looking back. Uh, But yeah, I thought it was funny. They asked Beard at halftime and they reported on it during the game, you know, can you play this style? And Beard said, our shooters have the green light. Like not worried about it. Yeah. I I mean, and yeah, you, you miss 10 in a row and it's like, okay, we need to do something different. But I mean, I think it just comes down to trust and you, you got to let them play through some mistakes and miss a few shots uh, too, to ultimately kind of you know, be, be able to allow them to play that way. But uh, yeah, it was just, it was just high level and the crowd, I mean, the juice in that building was just unbelievable because there were so many tech fans there, but you, you knew Gonzaga was going to travel well being on the West coast, but you know, with, with every, yeah, I think the, one of the announcers on the, on the rewatch, the TV announcers, they start talking about, it's like the wild West and it's like the, the shootout, like, okay, you, you, your turn, then my turn. I mean, it's just bam, 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 bam. And you know, the crowd just keeps, you know, rising and, and all that. That's why it's tough as we sit here and, current situation that we're in and watching sports with no, no right. of these buildings because boy you missed that 16,000 are in there and it it was as it's as close as I mean you know what level you and I are so stinking experienced you know it's like we at that point we're used to that mm-hmm. you know we've been in TD Ameritrade with 17,000 Villanova fans you know yeah. it's like it was awesome but it was also a deal where Hey, uh, is this – I mean, it might have been new to a guy like Mooney, but he'd already played two rounds in Tulsa. Uh, you know, Mooney's up there at South Dakota hanging out in Vermilion, which is a <laughs> god-awful place. Sorry, Matt. Um, I've been there many times. And now you're out in Anaheim. And I asked those guys, Level, you know, I would think that from place to place, you'd have a comfort level either a little higher or a little lower. And there's something about this this floor. There's something about the locker room that doesn't make me as comfortable – uh, they all say the thing they loved the most was the Wilson ball. That the ball that they had in their hands, every one of them loved it so much. And Mooney said that gave him all kinds of confidence, knowing they were just playing with that Wilson ball. Interesting. Little things, man. Yeah. Little things. And I think that's actually the ball that they'll be using permanently now. I think that there's been a change made. So, yeah. just Look to, out for those shooting. The, the percentages are going up. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, and that, and that kind of reminds me of – you know, just talking about how Tech was able to play offense with them. But, you know, the next category is kind of stats that stood out to you. Um, you know, and, and for me, it was just Tech's offensive stats were better than Gonzaga's almost across the board. And I don't think anybody would have thought that going into the game. Mine, mine is uh, 13 turnovers, Taylor. Each game, Coach Beard will give the guys a turnover number that says you must do it around here. You must have this 
amount of turnovers or we're going to win or we're going to lose. 13 level, I think that's acceptable that day, right? Yeah, no no, no question. And you got My- out-rebounded and still didn't have – you know, a ton of problems from that. It's funny you use the number 13 because that's my number as well. And what it was is that's the combined number that Jarrett Culver and Rui Hachimura were fouled in that game. They drew 13 fouls combined. I think six for Culver and Hachimura was fouled seven times. And that just puts a lot of pressure on the opposition when you're getting to the free throw line when you it just shows you how difficult you are to guard it's like okay screw it I'm just gonna foul you yeah. Uh, but yeah 13 uh, personal fouls drawn between those two players the two best players on the floor uh, and and both would end up being lottery picks obviously yeah absolutely yeah, and that's a good one to lead to the to the next category. The I call it he's on fire. And, and Level, you mentioned this a little bit, but what guy came off the bench and just gave the spark that we needed? And like I said, my guy's Kyler Edwards. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to pick one over the other because they both uh, – let's see, as I'm looking at it um, – yeah, Kyler had eight, Francis had six, uh, and they, they, they hit three threes. But, yeah, it's hard to probably go against Kyler, a true freshman at the time, uh, just because, I mean, he, he was kind of in the moment and playing above his head a little bit, uh, you know, and, and just kind of, you know, di- didn't turn it over, um, you know, at all, which is, you know, and he played, let's see, yeah, he played almost 16 minutes in that game and didn't turn it over. So, I mean, to, to have eight points, zero turnovers. He was plus 17.5 in box plus minus. Wow. That'll, that'll work. Whoa. Yeah. That's good. This is good. Yeah, we haven't talked a lot about Culver, but 35 minutes, 19 points. Wasn't great from the field, 5 of 19, or from three-point range, 2 of 8. But where he was great level, he had seven of your 16 free throw makes. You know yeah. in those games, uh, he goes seven for eight from the line. You must make your free throws. Yeah. And uh, our our guy, our NBA guy, Stepped up. Yep. And, and and in the free throw category, it's like we were talking about fouls drawn and everything. You, you you make as many free throws as they attempted that day, which was a big reason why you won. We're more aggressive. Yep, yep. correct. Most aggressive was, team usually wins. I think we've heard that a few times before. A few times. <laughs> yeah. And that was kind of the story of Culver through the, the last three games was it seemed like his shot was a little off, but he was just willing himself to points. And you kind of saw that start with the Gonzaga game. Just grinding, yeah, grinding, figuring out ways to, okay, if it's not working from deep, uh, let, let's let's attack, let's mid range, let's let's crash the boards. I mean, all, all different scoring at all three levels. I mean, just yeah, Think grinding. About how much attention attention was paid to him? No, oh, yeah. no, no question, no question. Yeah, yep. it, I mean, the, the the game versus Iowa State, you know, a few weeks before when he 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 just goes absolutely nuts. I mean, beers running ISO plays for him. The last four or five minutes, you know, one after the other. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I can remember the play call, and he's just like, I mean, it was it was Culver on the elbow, go do your thing, and they just cleared out one side and let him go to work, a la NBA type stuff. And and what do you have that day? Twenty eight, thirty two, some somewhere around in there. And and then you're I think holding you might up have a, been in the thirties. Yeah, you're holding up a big trophy because of it too. So he, he was allowed to not be just great from the field in some of these games, but he was still scoring and putting tons of pressure on the opposition. And hit the biggest shot in the Michigan State game. Yes, he did. The, the three, shot. Three at yep. the top of the key. That's right. Yep. All right. Well, we, we only have a couple minutes left for the Zoom call. So we'll go get to the last category, which is kind of a, a broad one. Y'all can just kind of expand on, you know, what this game meant in general. But it's who won the game. And, like, obviously Tech won the game. But specifically, like, what 
what came from this game that we can kind of take moving forward. Like I, I had tech fans won the game because it was just something we hadn't experienced. You know, it's set up for a nut kick and yet we pulled through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your, your, your program, like your program, it, it was like you, you had arrived a little bit. Right. Like it, it, it was like you'd been validated um, because you played or on Twitter, you get the blue check mark. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. you, you, you played in the same level game the year before. And, and you, you, you know, again, you're, you're, there wasn't near as many tech fans in Boston for that game. It was overwhelmingly Villanova, mm-hmm. uh, very much a road game, but it was like, you're in the same setting a year later. And it's like, you learn from the year before in many ways, a la bad shots, a la too many turnovers, a la just some of that experience. And, and that's why, you know, obviously you see Chris go try to go get Matt Mooney and Tariq Owens and add that experience to the roster. And that, that certainly all paid off, but it was just kind of a perfect storm. And, man, and, and you just knew Mark Few walking off that court. It's like, oh, my gosh, how has this <laughs> happened? Who is Texas Tech and how has this happened? And this was supposed to be our time, but it, it just was not. Final four trips are so precious. Um, <clears throat> when you think about it, 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 both you guys' answers are absolutely correct because Taylor, um, no nut kick happened, man. And <laughs> and then you had uh, and our that fans was, that was ne- the, the following Monday night, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The <laughs> ultimate nut kick happened, yeah. Uh, yeah, a few days later. But our fans were so loud, and that gives you so much juice. You you know in your brain, your brain can can uh, calculate how far away you are from home what these fans have done to get there and then to see them such a part of it and to see them waiting at that Disney hotel, it's hard to get in the parking lot. It's hard to get in the hotel. Really. You got to fight your way through these people and level and I are such a small part of it, but you feel like you just won the regional as, as a, as a dude, if you've got your backpack on and you're walking through the line and you're given high fives, you feel like you've won the regional. Yeah. So level and I won. The program won, the fans won, but the validation is the most important thing. I always use this one. Missouri thinks of itself as a basketball school. They've got no trips to the Final Four. Texas Tech does. Yeah. Yep. And, and yep. like the, the scene, is funny you mentioned the, the fans, but the scene at the arena that night, we got to see both both sides of it. It's like at the arena, at the hotel, uh, you know, getting back there. But then it's like you fly home and the USA parking lot is just – I mean, oh, yeah. you, you can't get to your car. You can't get out of the bus. Fire department's giving you the hose down the, salute. Yeah, the yeah, under the arc. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just all that kind of stuff. You'll just never, ever forget it. Yep. That's awesome. I wanted to drive from Brian to Lubbock just to be in with all that. So I understand. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, I really appreciate it. That was more than I could have hoped for. That was great. Thank you. Well, we appreciate you doing this, man. That was nice of you to include both of us, man. We, we uh, Hacks and I will do this anytime. We enjoyed it. Yeah, thanks Absolutely. for giving us the opportunity to uh, – right now, I'll be honest, guys, I got some chill bumps, you know. And, man, <laughs> anytime in this kind of uh, dead time of our lives, there's a lot of negativity. And, and I, I've learned to appreciate each chill bump. Yeah. And that's kind Don't of the way often. this is. Yeah. yeah. Um, so thank you for giving us the opportunity to relive, I know, one of our best days. Absolutely. All right. Thank you. Thanks again for Jeff Haxton and Chris Lovell jumping on here and sharing their insights with us. Uh, We'll be back next week with another episode of From Here It's Potable. 
with uh, Brandon Solis, hopefully discussing some schedule news for the Red Raider football team. Uh, and in the future, we'll also have another one of these Red Raider rewatches, as well as uh, a new feature that we'll be doing here. And we'll get more on that when the time comes. But thanks again for listening. I'll see you next week.